I'm Kathleen Anderson, part skeptic, part believer, and your host for The Eclipse. Welcome to my podcast, where I dive into the unknown, seeking truth and hope with a healthy dose of skepticism and humor. Hello, hello, and welcome to our second episode of The Eclipse. Let me tell you, I am so excited to get this party started. You have no idea. I have been itching to get into the podcasting world and the paranormal, mysterious investigations world for a long time now. So thank you for joining me and supporting this endeavor. Let's get into it, shall we? In this episode, I'm diving into the alleged secret military base known as Dulce Base. This alleged base is located on the Colorado-New Mexico border near the town that bears its name, Dulce, New Mexico. Now, full disclosure, I've never been, nor had I ever heard of this base in the 20 years I served in the United States Air Force. Although, to be fair, I wouldn't be privy to something as super top secret as something like what supposedly is located at Dulce Base, but we'll get to that in a bit later. The location around Dulce, New Mexico is known for the usual bizarre activity associated with aliens and UFOs. Everything from strange aircrafts and lights in the sky to mutilated cows and my personal favorite, abandoned military-grade gas masks. I gotta admit, if I was hiking along or camping somewhere and I came across some abandoned gas masks that look military issue, or actually, scratch that, any gas masks littered in the southwest desert or for that matter anywhere, I'd be a bit wigged out although you would never catch me dead hiking or camping because that's just not my jam. Although it could just mean that some preppers were in the area. I'll admit it, my husband and I each have a gas mask thanks to some military stock overage from our days in service. You just never know when you might need a gas mask. But this podcast isn't about my husband and my slow progression into master prepper style. So let's get back to the topic at hand. The legend of Dulce Base came about thanks to two key individuals. Now I'm going to probably say this guy's name wrong, but I'm going to try my best. Paul Benowitz and Phil Schneider. First, let's talk about Mr. Benowitz. Paul Benowitz was a businessman who also happened to be what has become known as a UFO investigator. Among a variety of other theories, Mr. Benowitz had regarding aliens and UFOs, the one related to Dulce Base were his interceptions of electronic signals. He was convinced that interceptions were coming from a hidden secret base, which became known as Dulce Base. Mr. Benowitz was convinced that the base was jointly operated by alien greys and our own military under the Archuleta Mesa. So alien greys are those guys with the big heads and the big eyes, and they're super creepy. I can't stand alien greys. But anyway, he also believed they were behind the cow mutilations. He even wrote about how to attack the base in a piece called Project Beta, how to infiltrate Dulce Base. Now, this is where it's important to note a few things regarding the late Paul Benowitz. He seemed to have some medical issues that included a handful of stays at psychiatric facilities. There is also some speculation that he was purposely fed bad information by our own government, specifically the Air Force Office of Special Investigations. I won't get too into that aspect of this story since I'll dedicate separate episodes to government agencies and their role in conspiracies. But what I will say is I don't see OSI, 
the Office of Special Investigations, having the capabilities or even the interest in trying to feed bad info to private citizens about UFOs. Most of the time, those dudes were going after fraud issues, drug-related crimes, and counterterrorism type stuff when I was in the service. Although, here is something interesting to note. This fiscal year's Intelligence Authorization Act does specifically require the Office of the Comptroller General of all places to look into past efforts by the government to subvert the civilian population when it comes to UFOs with misinformation all the way back to 1947. So take that how you want to. Let's get back to mutilated cows. One particular mutilated cow that was discovered in the region allegedly had a part human, part monkey, part frog fetus. That's some pretty nasty shit, let's be real. Let's take a minute to really dive into this part. What would be the utility in fusing together a human, monkey, and frog? I mean, I suppose if I want to kick it Jurassic Park style, maybe the frog DNA is meant to make it so we can self-procreate, which kind of takes the fun out of the whole process, if you know what I mean. But why monkey? I'd really love to hear your thoughts. Seriously, I would. Please reach out to me on my Twitter at at Mohawk Moderate and let me know your thoughts on this because I do not know why I, we would want to mix a monkey in with a human and a frog. So now let's move on to the government contractor that supposedly helped build Dulce Base and was witness to an alien-human battle. Phil Schneider claimed he helped build the site in 1979 and that he witnessed a gun battle between the lizard aliens and our side, you know, the humans. Allegedly, he also witnessed the brokerage of a peace deal between our side and the Lizzies, which, I mean, we often let government contractors who do construction be around for that kind of stuff, like peace deals and all of that. So that's totally plausible. If you can't tell, I'm being pretty sarcastic right now. So let's talk about this facility that Phil built, allegedly. So the facility is supposedly seven stories and 12 miles deep into the ground, with each level dedicated to various levels of nefarious activities, from mind control to, of course, genetic experiments. The greys, remember the big guys, with their big gray heads with their big, huge eyes, and the reptiles, have their own levels, and for some reason, the sixth floor is known as Nightmare Hall for some reason. One of these days, I do plan to head to Dulce Base for the annual Dulce Base UFO conference. I bet it's a riot. So, what do I think about all this? I don't necessarily think it's outside the bounds of possibility that there is a hidden underground base in New Mexico, or even scattered throughout the country. Now, are we in a secret pact with alien greys and reptilian aliens? That part I'm really not so sure. If it was me, I would never join a pact with the greys. I've never been a fan if they do exist. They wig me out. I've always liked regular old earth lizards, so they are kind of cool looking and they eat bugs, which I think is kind of handy. I, I became rather close with a lizard when I was uh, stationed in Africa kind of like hung out in my tent and as long as he was always in the same location every morning I left him alone because I felt like he ate all the bugs um, but you know do we have a pact with reptilian aliens I don't know I mean 
Again, when I lived in Africa, I appreciated reptiles. When I lived in Nevada, I appreciated their part of their existence outside of my, you know, little apartment where they ate all the crickets. But reptile aliens? I mean, I don't know. Genetic experiments? I mean, I think that could happen. But why merge humans with monkeys and frogs? And what is it about cows that make them a good incubator for this experiment? Like if I were to merge our DNA in an experiment, I'd pick something like an eagle or like a dolphin, something with high intelligence, but like that can fly or sustain life for extended time underwater. I could see how that could have like some military utility or some like survivability utility, but a frog and a monkey, I don't know. I just, I don't know. That just seems bizarre. I don't know why you would do that, but who knows? There are some out there that believe that there are close to 130 hidden military facilities in the United States. I mean, I'm going to be honest. I, I mean, maybe. That seems like a lot, but um, I think it'd be pretty silly to think that we don't have hidden military facilities in the United States. I, I think that's basically proven that that's probably true. Aliens, though? I don't know. Like, I feel like we'd see them more often. Plus, where are they getting their supplies for the base? I've been on so many military bases. You have to have certain things on every base. Like, you got to have a break room. So that means you have to have vending machines and a coffee vending machines. A must in any military base. Even with aliens, I'm telling you, you can't function on a military base without a steady supply of caffeine into your nervous system, whether that's through, you know, coffee or rippets, like... I mean, there, you just would see mat, like trucks coming into the mountain, truckloads of rippets. Uh, I mean, if, if it didn't stop, if Afghanistan didn't stop us from getting rippets, I just really don't think a hidden base in New Mexico with aliens would also not have rippets. Of course, there's also the obligatory Burger King and Charlie's Sandwich Shop. You can't tell me these dudes are bringing their lunch from home. Like a secure facility like that, you can't be bringing in lunch bags. You could end up a liability trying to smuggle something out of your lunch bag. Like maybe they have their own cafeteria and chef, though. That could be. Like some military bases have that. In fact, I used to be able to go to Creech Air Force Base when I was stationed in Nevada. And I'd always catch lunch there when I was up there because they had a really good cafeteria team. See, now I'm hungry and completely distracted. What were we talking about? Oh, that's right. That's right. Lizard aliens working on a joint underground military installation in New Mexico. I don't know. I don't think I buy this one. But, you know, I could be wrong. We'll have to see. I'll have to take a trip and see what I can see. What I can see. Um, but at least for right now, Kathleen Anderson's not buying it. Tune in for the next episode, where I will discuss something less otherworldly and more of this earth, the Illuminati. Thank you again for listening. And please take the time to follow my podcast on my Substack or on Spotify. And find me on Twitter at, at @mohawkmoderate, And swing by thepoliticalinsider.com to read my articles and those of my other highly talented fellow writers. My name is Kathleen Anderson, and this is The Eclipse.